The views and opinions expressed by the Love Party Podcast panel participants and guests do not necessarily reflect those of the Good Times of Good People Company, the host, or its sponsors. It's not getting it, getting it. Welcome everybody out there in podcast land. The Good Times of Good People Company proudly presents the Love Party Podcast, where it is always about good times, good people, and good talk. Now that you've received your invitation, the best way to let us know that you're in attendance is to download the party or become official by joining us on Facebook, subscribing on YouTube, iTunes Podcasts, or Google Play Podcasts. Good. Thanks for joining us. Grab a cocktail, light a cigar, or whatever you like to smoke, share us with your friends, and make yourself at home. I'm your host and moderator, Rio, and let's introduce today's panel. Hey out there in podcast land, I'm your host Rio and welcome to the Law Party Podcast episode 81, Dem's a Good Thing. Uh, with everything going on in the Trump White House, it may be uh, overlooked that the Dems gained so much ground last week uh, in the midterm elections and a few other tidbits about this week in politics. Uh, but uh, before we get started, let's introduce today's panel. And of course, I've got my returning champion, Chris O'Connor. He is the uh, co-owner of Liquid Nine Entertainment and Investments, as well as having uh, interests in J. Regal Whiskey and Officeworks. I've got Brian Massey. Uh, he is a market analyst for True Media and our resident Brain Mass. Uh, we have got Jordan, <coughs> excuse me, Jordan Bradbury. He's in industrial supply sales and the creator of the Genuine Alchemist brand. And the anonymous female, because she doesn't want you to know her name. So, uh, with all that said, I guess the question is, well, what are we drinking? And today we are drinking a, a Genesee Street Sour. Um, so, one and a half ounces of uh, Regal Whiskey, uh, three quarters ounce fresh lemon juice, three quarters ounce simple syrup, uh, one bar spoon of amaretto, Four drops of Bitterman's Orange Cream, Citrate, a little egg white. You combine uh, all these ingredients in a shaker without ice and shake vigorously to emulsify the egg white. Uh, add ice and shake for about 15 more seconds. Strain into a highball glass. Garnish with orange peel and cherry. Delicious. So. Once you know all that, of course, what we're drinking, the question then is, well, what are we smoking? And today we are smoking a Patron Series 1926 number two. Uh, so uh, that's got a, a Nicaraguan, uh, <coughs> excuse me, Nicaraguan uh, binder and filler and wrapper. Uh, and it is a medium full body. And it's got some pretty strong, Earthy notes, some coffee notes. It's got some uh, pretty woody richness to the smoke. And it's got a little uh, kind of black tea finish uh, to the cigar. It's, it's kind of an interesting smoke. Um, one of our more expensive that we've, uh, that not the most, but one of the more expensive that we've uh, reviewed. Um, so, from about $17.50 to $18 a stick. Um, this is definitely not a, hey, I'm just gonna have a cigar real quick. This is, uh, you wanna sit down, you wanna take that hour and enjoy yourself. Thoroughly 
And that is what we're smoking. So, um, not that there aren't, because there probably are, actually. Um, but um, I couldn't find, unless anybody, somebody at the table has heard about something that we, um, that I didn't find this week, but there weren't any um, RIPs to mention, which, um, at least not celebrity RIPs. Um, um, so any week with no passings is a good week. Of course, there's always passings. We just didn't get uh, celebrity passings. Um, and then, of course, that brings us to happy birthdays. Um, so, um, to name just a few, uh, we have got uh, Jimmy Kimmel. He turns 50 today on podcast day. We've got Whoopi Goldberg turns 62 today on podcast day. And purely for uh, the anonymous female, uh, Gerard Butler turned 40. Turned 48. Like Gerard Butler. I know you do. Uh, he turned uh, 48 today on podcast day. Like and that, you know. <laughs> I mean, not like that, but yeah, I know you like Gerard Butler. Uh, and we have just been joined by Adrian Lewis. Of course, he is the uh, CEO and founder of um, Path to Vision, um, his nonprofit that is empowering young people. So, with all that, we'll go take a break and we'll be right back. <clears throat> hey. You can search for The Loft Party Podcast on iTunes Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, and on our Good Times with Good People YouTube channel. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook, tweet us on Twitter, and if you'd like the content we provide, donate to us on Patreon, www.patreon.com forward slash Loft Party Podcast. You can find all of our links below, and now back to our regularly scheduled program. And we are back, and before we get too deep, let's play a quick party game. So, uh, I got two questions here uh, for the party game this week. One is, uh, describe your worst date ever. And two, uh, what's the most uh, anti-establishment thing you've ever done? Yeah, because give me an example. Uh, I mean, there's some people who at this table that I know are <laughs> genuinely good rule following people, but you've done something wrong. Something. It could be small. It could be very small. You like stole, what? You stole a piece of gum. Oh. You, uh, you, uh, you, you, you did some very, very bad graffiti on a wall one time. It could be something. It can be something. It can be anything. Uh, you Chris, you got really you got a minute for each person. <laughs> you got really 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 sassy mouth with a cop. It could be anything. But I've done that. <laughs> but we'll start with the first question. And um, da, 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 da. let's see which direction will I go in? Because I usually go out there in podcast land. I usually go around the table because it's just easier than. Picking random. So um, let's start with Adrian Lewis. Which so, question? Both questions? Uh, first question. All right. Worst date ever. Uh, worst date ever. Had to be in 
Actually, when I moved here. <laughs> she could not stay off her phone. So mm. it's, it's kind of hard to have a conversation. I know everybody's kind of into technology and stuff right now. And you can't get away from your Facebook posts or your Instagram posts. But you can for an hour or two. Yeah, hello, especially when you're trying to get down to business, if you, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was kind of the worst. I couldn't really... Couldn't mess with the chick. Couldn't do it like that. Yeah, just it, it throws you off. Just staring at a phone and then conversating and staring at a phone and the show's off. Yeah. yeah. So. Brian Massey? Brian Mass? Uh, worst date ever. Um, I have to say that I clearly, I stated that this was not going to be a date. <laughs> um, I know some of you have heard this story before. I I'm not going to go into details, but I clearly stated this was not going to be a date. And uh, I went and picked her, like, we're just going to go, you know, go grab dinner and just chat, you know, friends. Went and picked her up. She was clearly prepared for a date. And it was... Wait. I have to tell the awkward moment. Wait. Wait, wait, no, no. So you, you said the phrase. But you just need to, like, tell them how you were dressed and how she was dressed. Yeah, it was just very casual. I mean, I had, like, just jeans, tennis shoes, and probably just a t-shirt. And then you had, like, a hoodie on sweater. or something. Yeah, pull her sweater on. Or, yeah, like a hoodie. And like I got there, and she clearly spent time getting ready, and, uh, and like immediately as I pull up in the driveway, I'm like, oh, this is not like just she knew this wasn't gonna go well. The awkward moment of what? Uh, like, so at the very end of the date, not not a date, she thought it was a date. The very end, the waiter comes up and is like, hey, so how you know is this all in one check? And like I pause to wait for her to say, oh no, or split it, right? To give her the chance, and she just didn't do anything, and so I. I had to say it, and I was like, oh, this is on two checks, and I felt, it felt bad. You should not feel bad about it that, though, bad. being the only female here. If you clearly said it wasn't a date, that's her fault. And then she wouldn't get out of my car later when I was trying to drop her off. And look, none of the guys are saying anything. They're like, I'm just going to be quiet. <laughs> um, mine's going to be way worse than that. That was, that was worse. So, yeah, so, don't feel, <laughs> so don't feel too bad because mine's going to be way worse. If you set the expectations <laughs> at the beginning of the night that it's not a date, then that's not your fault <laughs> that she misunderstood that this is not a date. Yeah. <laughs> Although I know I've said that to you before. Miss so. <laughs> Bradbury. Well, I say worst day. Um, back in high school, just like a standard, you know, meet you at a take it to the movies type of situation. So we're going to the movies, and the heater went out of my car, and um, we got backed up in traffic on mm -hmm. the way there. So I'm trying to keep it cool. She's like freezing. My heat went out. Yeah. And I'm trying to be this guy, this athlete, this, you know, I'm supposed to have it together. Right. And she's freezing, like, dude, what's going on, man? And I'm like, oh, you know. is, is she clearly underdressed for the weather? Well, it was in the wintertime, so she was prepared, but she wasn't, I guess, not prepared to be bundled up in the car, you know, <laughs> like that. Um, and it was kind of just one of those deals, man. I just tried to, you know, figure it out on the way there. And then I just, man, this is not good. <laughs> so um, the date was pretty much shot before we even got to the release. You know, yeah. you know, and I was just like, you know. Because she's, she's not looking forward to, to the ride home. Yeah, it's like, yeah, really? Like, you know, and I'm 
faking like I don't understand and it sounds, oh, you cold? I'm good, I'm good. You know, that type of thing. So. I'm all right over here. That may, be where, that may be where you went wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I was trying to think on my feet, but I didn't know what to do at that point, man. We were literally stuck in traffic. We had a football game. Uh, you know, it was late now and the traffic was all messed up. So I was just kind of freezing, man, and just trying to turn the music up. That's <laughs> what <laughs> so I like to do. But yeah, that was it. You uh, said Biggie will get us through this. Yeah, something. <laughs> so, yeah, that was probably it. Uh, that's funny. Mr. O'Connor. <laughs> Uh, I had a lot of bad days. This I think is probably the worst. I'm always very nervous about getting set up by you know friends and they try to hook you up with their friends and everything. But at first I was like, they did, they did okay. This girl's really good looking. This is gonna be a lot of fun. And I can put up with a lot of stupid for good looking, but this was unbearable. So she started talking, I was about to die. And so I'm like, where do you want to go? Of course she picks this insanely expensive restaurant. Orders the $300 bottle of wine, which I don't even drink wine. Whoa. And uh, so I was like, shit. So that was about 600 bucks in, and I'm dying to just drop her off. She's like, let's go out. You know, I'm like, okay. So take her to some bar, and she gets shit faced. Mm. Starts vomiting at the end of the thing, and I wanted nothing to do with her in the first place. So I was like, oh, God. It's about $1,000 of the shittiest night I've ever had. <laughs> oh, damn, we'll, bitch. Won't even call you. Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh. <laughs> Oh Lord, a thousand dollars in. Not happy. I did pick up the check, Brian. <laughs> you didn't leave her, right? No, I dropped her off at her place. Made her roommate come get her. Alright. What about Red? Uh, again, I've had a lot of bad days. <laughs> <laughs> I really haven't had a, a bad day. No you, bad days? No, not really. I mean, mine's usually like, I didn't, I went into you, so I'm never going to talk to you again. I mean, that was really it. I never really had a bad time, though. Okay. Uh, that's, that's fair. That's good. Those are good that's fair. That's good. Yeah. That's good for the field. That's good. At least, yeah. I mean, you, you knew it wasn't popping, but <laughs> you didn't have a bad time. Shut it down. No. Yeah. That's it. I, 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 no, thank you. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you can drop me off now. No, I can't say the same for whoever I was Yeah, with. yeah, yeah. They may have had I horrible. I probably there. wasn't the most polite person, but... <laughs> I, I mean, you know, I wasn't like flat out rude. Okay. All right. Straddling that middle ground. Okay, so. Uh, I thought you were going to say something totally different. Uh, I was going to have to uh, Yeah, I've had a few, I've had a few bad days myself. Um, and I wasn't sure which one I was going to pick until Brain Mass's story. So, uh, I was working in the mall. Uh, me, and, uh, me, and my, me and my boy uh, Ken, Ken Yada. Mm hmm and uh, so there was a, a girl that worked in the store with us. We were saying we were gonna go to Giordano's and get pizza. And she's like, ooh, I want, I want pizza. She's like, ooh, I want pizza. And I was like, okay, cool. You know, you, you can come with us if you want to. And she was like, oh yeah, but I'm supposed to be hanging out with uh, one of her <laughs> girlfriends in another store in the mall. And uh, so we met, the four of us. We stood in the middle of the hallway in the mall to discuss the fact that this was not a date. We were just going out, four friends, and we even threw in the phrase, going Dutch. So we knew before we left, <laughs> this was what was happening. Yeah, so, but dates can do that. Uh, no. <laughs> so... We were, uh, so we get in my car, which at the time was a 
uh, maroon half rag 78 Monte Carlo. Oh my gosh. Just, I have to throw that out. Cause, <laughs> and you see all the guys smile because they know. <laughs> they understand. That's a class. So we go, we all, we pile in the car. And the friend that works at the other store, she has to go stop by her house. She says to get some money. Okay, fine. It's not that far from the mall. Swing her by her house. Two girls get out, go upstairs. Sitting in the car, my boy Ken, we're talking, we're talking, we're talking, we're talking. Damn, how long have they been up there? They're getting ready for their date. So, so. <laughs> Literally 20 minutes. I'm like, screw this dog. I'm out. I'm I'm about to hit the pedal and pull out. Cause I really don't care at this point. And he's like, no, 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 no. You know, don't do that. Don't leave the girls. I'm like, they at home, whatever. I, I don't care. And he's like, nah, for real, for real, just cool out. Ten more minutes, they finally come down. Then the other girl who works at the other store, who because they clearly went upstairs and got got together for a date, but she doesn't have any money, so she has to stop by. Uh, and anybody out there podcasting from Chicago, from the South Side, she needs to stop by um, the fifty yard line, which is. Uh, which is uh, a lounge on the south side. Uh, she needs to go to this bar, meet her uncle, and get some money. <laughs> I knew that was bull, but not a date. So if you broke and you need to get some money, I'll swing by the 50-yard line. I'm now furious, but okay. <laughs> swing by. Same thing. Girls get out, go in bar. We're sitting out there, we're talking, we're talking, we're talking. Damn, what is taking so long? <laughs> this is after about 15 minutes. Mm. So now I'm, I'm furious. I'm like, man, screw this. Hey, I pull off. Were there cell phones back then, like the text or? This is no. early 90s. So early we, this is still pagers. Okay. This is still pagers. <laughs> so I pull off. Ken is like, come on, man, come on, man, don't do that, don't leave, don't leave, girl. So I wind up going around the block, coming back. Ten minutes later, they come out super hot at this point. I'm like, look, if you need to go in there and holler at your sugar dad and get some money, you could have just said that. But I, I, like, I ain't no fool. I don't know. Look, I can't speak for Ken, but I ain't no fool. And don't play, don't play me. Oh no, I wasn't like that. Really, my uncle, he weighed. Okay, whatever. <clears throat> so we go to Giordano's in, uh, in Hyde Park. Um, so, anybody out there in podcast land not from Chicago, um, Hyde Park is still on the south side, and it is the neighborhood that uh, our former president, President uh, Barack Obama, uh, is from or lived when he got into office. So, anyway. Go to Hyde Park, go to the pizza place. Um, we sit, we have we have pizza. It's a good time. We're all talking. Finally, calm down. Everything's good. Bill comes, and um, they you know put the bill down in the middle of the table. No problem. At this point, 
I start going for my pocket, Ken starts going for his pocket. Girls do the unanimous sit back with the arms folded. <laughs> and I say, did we not have the discussion before we left that this was not a date, we were all going Dutch. They were like, and then they started going, oh, it's like that? Your brother, brother can't treat his sister to some pizza? Oh, hell no. You stopped not once, but twice for money that you didn't apparently get. So now guess what's gonna happen? I take out my fourth, I throw it on the table. I said, Ken, if you don't wanna get left, I suggest you do the same thing. So he takes out his money, he throws it on the table. I says, and I'll do you one better. I threw out five more dollars, that'll get both of y'all on the bus. I'm out. And I was out. <laughs> now, now uh, never, never again saw either one or the two of them because uh, the girl who worked in the store with me promptly quit because she was mad. And I don't know what happened to the other girl. I really don't care. And I still don't feel bad to this day because we had this discussion. And then you had me sitting around for an hour waiting for you to get dressed and get money that you never apparently got. And I told you, I'm not stupid. You can't play me. So... You knew you should have knew the bus was in your future. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. That might sound mean, and I understand if it does. I understand if it does. But like I said, I still don't feel bad. <laughs> That's awesome. I've been trying to recreate that laugh, dude. <laughs> it's a million dollar laugh, man. Well, thank you, sir. That's awesome. Uh, so. Uh, what is the most anti-establishment thing that you have ever done? And I'm going to go around the table the other direction, which means the anonymous female. I sold some lip gloss once when I was young. Just saying. You're way too good of a human being to be kicking around with me. And... <laughs> I did talk sassy to a couple cops. Sassy? Yeah, I'm actually kind of surprised he didn't arrest me, but that's all right. <laughs> um, is there a particular uh, sassy incident that you remember? No, I mean, you know, I'm just a good girl. That's all there is to it. Okay, all right. Besides, even if I wasn't, I would All right, any, any of you who don't know her well enough, you didn't get the sarcastic tone underneath that. Right. <laughs> yeah, but, but I'll let it go if... Uh, no, I told you about that traffic stop where there was a wreck and the road was closed, so everybody was turning around and he stopped me because I did a U-turn in the middle of the street. I actually got out of my car and was like, what about that car? What about that car? What about... In his face. So, yes, and you I, didn't go to jail. No, I was actually very surprised. <laughs> but he was a fat, old, I probably could have outrun him. Okay, okay. <laughs> and left your car there? No. You started running? I probably, I probably could have outrun him. I'm sorry, I could have outran him in my car. You're a great criminal. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not exciting on that level. Okay, all right, I'll take that. Okay. I'm usually keeping my friends out of trouble. Yes, I do understand. 
I didn't particularly think that this was anti-establishment of any stretch at the time. I just look back and go, this is probably the dumbest thing I ever did. Mm. And I think I've told you before, so it's not a huge surprise. But I was broke in college, and I worked the overnight shift at a gas station. And so this dude I knew was running a sports book. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, hey, you are the perfect dude to help me find guys. I'll give you a cut of whatever these guys lose with me and stuff. So I'm like, okay. And he, always, he said the biggest trick, he goes, if they come and play the lottery three times and lose, he's like, that's, that's our target. Just find them and send them over. I'm like, cool, no problem. And so then it started getting more and more involved and complex right. to where uh, these two cops, who later got busted and sent to jail, um, would come by and order this sandwich. So this dude would drop off this sandwich <laughs> with a special name. He's like, Don't open know. it, sandwich. Yeah, and so these two cops would come by and order a sandwich, and then they'd bring him up for like a buck or something, and they'd always just full of cash, and then they would tip him off about when they heard anything about him or whatever. And so finally the whole thing stopped when, uh, I guess, some Kansas City people expressed interest in the business and requested to take it over. But uh-huh. looking back, I'm like, that's... Federal offenses like, plus paying off cops. Right. That's really dumb. Just to get to <laughs> school, which I didn't even do, and you're working at a gas station. That's pretty dumb. All right, so I like that one. Miss <laughs> Brebber. Um, I probably say I used to work the parking lot in college at the um, at the uh, women's. their open gym night type situation like a late night where they would play they would play basketball and um, do some other like award ceremony stuff and things like at the beginning of the year and the boys basketball team had to like help them out or whatever so we used to work parking and the school used to tell us hey this is a flat rate to charge take the money and put it in this this box or whatever, keep it honest. All right. I started double charging people. You know, it's just you know, lots full, guys. Hey, if you got another 10 bucks, I can get you in, I can slide you in over here, that type of thing. We'll just take it a guys. Yeah, <laughs> just take it a cut off the top. Yeah, right, 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 yeah. right, right. So, um, me and a couple of my buddies, man, like, we couldn't wait for this time of the year because we would get our cut and we would just go straight, just blow it. <laughs> you know, just absolutely just, you know, just dumb stuff. My stupid stuff, right? Yeah, just whatever. <laughs> whatever it was. We Louis Vuitton? <laughs> Not quite that, no. But we would just blow it, man. And I, that's probably it. I could have got some major trouble for it. I mean, oh, yeah. Um, As a college athlete? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah, the college mm-hmm. athlete. I could have gotten some trouble. But I pocketed it. My fair amount. <laughs> <laughs> I probably think statute of limitations on that is probably, probably twelve years. Like so. <laughs> you good? <laughs> yeah, I think I'm good. Clear. Brain match. Mine also has to do with parking. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think Sometime you need to tell um, Adrian and Jordan about the money. Parking. The other no, story. No, the yeah. other story. Oh right. So. Uh, as some of you know, I'm not a huge fan of the KU parking department. Um, so I that's where Brian graduated from. Yeah, and I used to work. So I used to work for the dorms there, mm. and I worked at a dorm clear on the other side of campus, which is not like it's not something you want to walk through 
in the winter. It's, a, it's just a long walk and it's cold. Uh, mile walk probably or longer. And so I, I would drive, I had like a 6 a.m. shift, but they wouldn't let us park there. Like mm. even if you worked the front desk, you couldn't park, buses weren't running. So I always had to park, well I parked there a couple times and then I got a ticket, which cost me more than I made on that shift. And so that, that was frustrating. So um, someone I knew had a, had stolen a no parking anytime sign from the department from somewhere at some point. And uh, <laughs> so I thought it'd be a good idea to place that sign in front of where they parked the, um, the campus parking department car. Okay. <laughs> so uh, that sign was placed there and I called the cops to say, hey, this car is parked in a no park anytime zone and the uh, campus police didn't like the parking either because they, I mean, they just didn't get along. Right. And I'm, I'm pretty certain that the car got towed. <laughs> I, felt, I felt awesome about that. Um, wow. So you're a snitch and... Wow. Yeah, so there was, I mean... So I, <laughs> snitch is such a harsh so, and I'll, so I'll tell the other one with the parking department. So I got... I'm just kidding. I got a ticket one time. I was the only car parked there. It was before school was even starting. I was at a financial aid appointment in Strong Hall. And I was in there for 30 minutes. I walk out and I have a ticket on my car. Only car in the parking lot. And I was furious. I went straight to the parking department. Or I think I called them. And I was like, you guys gotta take this off. I'm the only person here. And they're like, well, you shouldn't have parked there. I'm like, the buses aren't running. Right. It's in the summer. Right. And so I argued and argued. And so I went to the bank, got $20, uh, and got $20 in pennies. I unrolled all of them. Went straight to the department. And said, Wait, didn't you say that you couldn't write a check or something, or you couldn't? There was a reason you did that. Because they said I had to pay it, so I was like, I'm paying this in cash, and I'm paying it with pennies. <laughs> so I unraveled all of them, went in, and, so, and then so they told me like we have to make like this guy had this smirk on his face, like huh, you know, first kid to come in and do this. He's like, so when people bring in money, they have you have to create or you have to set an appointment and you have to count it in front of us. I was like, you know what? I got plenty of time to waste. I'll waste someone else's time. Let's make an appointment. And he says, well, the person that makes appointments isn't here right now. I was like, so you're telling me I can't pay the bill that you're making me pay. So right. again, it really ticked me off. Uh, went back and forth. I just had to walk away because I was frustrated. So I grabbed my giant bag of pennies. And on my way out, I was walking back to my car. I'm reading the ticket. I'm reading the fine print, right? It says, you can mail in cash. Awesome stuff. So I drive to the post office. I tape this thing, this bag up, right? throw it in a box, it cost me $20 to ship. And I shipped it to them. Uh, yeah. And Did they say your bill was paid? No, three years later they wouldn't let me have my diploma until I paid it off. Yeah, really? I got that too. Did they give you your, ca your cash, your coins back? No, I still have all, so I have all those emails. I okay. printed them out. Right. Um, and I have them on my bookshelf. And one of these days when I'm over in Lawrence, this was, this was back in 2000, well the, that happened in 2010 graduate in 2012 at some point I'm gonna drive back over to the parking department with those and say hey I'm here to pick up my twenty dollars because they said come by any time to pick them up yeah absolutely. Uh, and I'm gonna make them write me a check oh <laughs> yeah, right. mm -hmm. yeah, that's a good one what if they give it to you in pennies 
it would probably last. Yeah, yeah, that, that would be because they might have just kept it. That would, like, be, that would be funny, and they just had you your box back. Yeah. <laughs> that, that would be funny. Here is your pen. Mr. Lewis, uh, I feel like a criminal in comparison to everybody else's story. Um, me and my homeboy, shortly before my father retired from the military, decided we we're going to break into some cars. Beanie? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we were out. How, how many years ago was it? Uh, I was probably 13. Oh, okay. Statue of Limitations, though. Okay. Yeah. We, we good. We good. We good. We good. We good. We good. <laughs> so it was late, like late. And, we, you know, I snuck out and right. me and the boy, uh, we saw a van right. that we didn't normally see. And we were on a military base. Oh, okay. The dumbest oh, part oh, of it. Like, oh, we just oh, the oh, dumbest. Oh, just okay. fed time. We, we wanted to go home. We wanted to go home. <laughs> so uh, we saw a van and um, the owner came out while we were breaking into the van. Mm. Okay. And uh, he started chasing us. He wasn't going to catch me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was out. My dumbass friend decided to run in my parents' yard <laughs> near their bedroom window, oh, screaming. What? Yes. He, my dad uh, turns on the light. It's like 1, 2 o'clock in the uh, morning. He flips on the light. He's looking outside. He sees my homeboy on the ground getting tackled by the guy. <laughs> He's like, get off me. Get off me. Mr. Lewis, help. Mr. Lewis, help. This me breaking in cars. There's no help. <laughs> you got to, like, fight and run and run. Like we in the skies right now, bro. Yeah, it's funny. So my pops come out, came outside, and uh, I find I just have to just show up at this point because he knows I'm like, yeah. And so he was like, "What the hell are you doing out?" And I was like, "Nothing." So, right, right, I think it. I think my dad invented the choke slam because that's what he did to me as soon as he found out what we did. So uh, MP show up. Um, he talked to the MPs. He's obviously getting ready to retire. And, he, he says, don't put them in the back of the car. I'll take them down. You guys can talk to them. Right. But just don't put them in the back. We, they're good kids. Blah, right. blah, they blah, just blah, did something stupid. They, they were being stupid. And the guy didn't press charges. Okay. Ironically. Oh, that's cool. So, and um, we got out. But yeah, we were close to Could have been so much worse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so much worse. So much worse. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I as learned. a kid, you think... Going to have to face your folks is the worst. Man, if you've been in somebody else's yard, you could oh, be a big ass trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It probably worked out the best that we were in my parents' yard. <laughs> Not so, at yeah. the time. Yeah. Yes. It hurt. It was painful. Yeah, it was physically painful. Chokes, oh, yeah, yeah. chokes, choke for real. Like seriously. So, uh, continuing with the parking thing. Um, so uh, when I first moved to Kansas City, so 12 years ago. Um, I don't know anybody other than people I, I work with at my day job. And uh, so I decided I'm gonna get a second job. So I started uh, bouncing at what was then uh, the Velvet Dog and the Empire other- Empire Room? Uh, yeah, Velvet yeah. Dog, Empire Room, all that. I'm on Martini Corner. Uh, and- This wasn't that long ago. It was not that long ago, no. It was not that long ago. So, um, uh, so I get a job working there as one of their quote unquote door guys, which is basically just the bouncer squad. And, uh, and we were getting paid crap, you know, to, I'm like, so 
you want me to subdue drunken fools who are ready to fight for for eight something? You're out of your mind. <laughs> so, uh, and then the other thing they would do is they would have us work the parking lots. You know, making sure nobody's messing with the with the cars or whatever. So, after uh, standing out in the cold, uh, freezing for a couple of weekends. Um, I realized that there was one particular lot that I liked better than most because it was behind the Empire Room and it was just not as, uh, it's not as well lit, it's not as patrolled, any of that. So, um, so I'd be out there and uh, so I, I, I quickly figured out what, uh, what my angle was. So when they pulled up, and uh, because it was free to park, so let me let me let me start there. It was free to park, um, and a lot of people had been coming to Dog and Empire Room for a while, so they knew it was free to park. Um, but uh, they pull up, and I, you know, and I'd be standing in the way, so they couldn't just pull in. And uh, and I go five dollars, and they go five dollars. It was free last week. And it was like, when they start charging the park, I said, they're still not charging the park. This is purely a gratuity for your lot attendant. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that worked. <laughs> People were like, oh, for real? You gonna watch my car? Absolutely. You were like, you tip me to watch your car, I'm gonna watch your car. So people were pulling out fives, tens, twenties. They were like, yeah, like, so where, you, where should I put it? Um, I'm sitting in this car, so you should park it next to this car. You should, they, you know what? Don't park way in the corner over here. Park it right, right over here. Like I was directing traffic. <laughs> I was getting people to park. So I did that for a couple of three weekends, and then some other fucking kid, excuse my French out there in podcast land, but he comes over. What are you doing? You know, and so, so, and then as what are you doing? A car pulls up. So I have the choice to either just let this car park, but there's still people who paid that are walking. So I have to go five dollars for your lot attendant. Da, da, da. He's like, wait a minute, what? What is what? So now this fool wants to try it. <laughs> and uh, so uh, Dimwit McDimwitty, uh, <laughs> he got that uh, he got that practice squashed real quick because he was actually turning people away. <laughs> in, in, in his lot, which of course, the only lot you really could do it in was the lot I was working. So he was working um, the lot over by uh, Berbelius, uh, uh, which is absolutely, you can't use that lot. It's a public lot. At the time, Berbelius was still open. It was, it's uh, apartments or whatever right over there. Like, you just can't charge to, to be in that lot. So he was trying to do it in that lot. He was charging 10, and he was turning cars away if they hit back. So, uh, immediately the owner found out that he was doing it, and, uh, and he got let go. And uh, God bless, it was coming close to the holidays, and I needed to go to Chicago and, you know, visit my family. And so I wound up having to quit anyway before they ever found out. But... For two or three weeks in there, I got a payday, and I was happy about it. <laughs> That's like <laughs> cut. <laughs> and with that, uh, out there in podcast land, 
Uh, don't break the law. <laughs> and we'll be right back. <laughs> hey, out there in podcast land, we would not be doing our duty if we didn't acknowledge the sponsors of the Law Party Podcast, the Majestic Restaurant and Jazz Club, and the Majestic's Pendergast Club. The Majestic carries on Kansas City's tradition of great food and jazz. Let them show you why they are the classic Kansas City Steakhouse experience. 931 Broadway, just three blocks from the Kansas City Convention Center. Jay Rieger and Company, a Kansas City distillery. Whether whiskey, gin, or vodka, neat or on the rocks, Jay Rieger, Kansas City, sipping good since 1887. C&P Construction, Kansas City's premier wood framers. 50 years of quality framing and craftsmanship. Just email david.cnpservice at gmail.com and start building something new today. And our friend and frequent guest, Lane Boland. Thank you all for all that you do 